There is a thin divide between what is perceived as spiritual and what is perceived as paranormal, for they are forever intertwined throughout time. Traveling within the history of the world, we can find examples of spirituality that involves everything from magic, spirits, gods and goddesses, seers, or people said to be able to talk to the dead, to the great beyond. We all have our belief systems, we all have our own truths, so let us possibly bend those truths a bit with some insights and perspectives that may be different than yours or even give validation for what you see as true. Come sit with myself and the best of the best in the research, teaching, discovery, and practitioners of the day. My name is Bear Medicine Walker, and I welcome you to Spiritually Paranormal. Okay, well, welcome again today to Spiritually Paranormal, and today I'm so excited because I have two of my favorite people here from Paris Search Radio. Over from the UK, across the pond, I have Miss Kaz Rooney and also Miss Carrie Greenaway. Welcome, you two. Hi. Hiya. I think this is going to be trouble. That's what I think. <laughs> well, it's usually you two are trouble. It's not me. Oh, yeah. No, I'm the innocent one here. <laughs> no. No. Oh, no, you're not. <laughs> You'll even get in trouble over in your own show, so don't even go there. <laughs> well, first of all, um, I'm going to let Carrie, because she does the, the week-long, um, you know, what's coming on Parasearch Radio, and I've actually gotten them kind of introduced to the Wolf and the Bear Network group and to the peeps that are on my pages. And so you've got more people that are interested in watching over there. So, But for the listening audience, uh, Carrie, tell us your show, and then I'll let Kaz tell about her show, and then tell about the radio station a little bit over there and how it got started. Okay. Well, my personal show, I do too. I do a co-host on a Tuesday with Mr. Paul Rook on the Paranormal Concept Show. And he likes his more tech side of things and he gets more um, weird topics. He likes to throw a curveball at me and things I don't know anything about, like ufology and stuff like that. So um, we have discussions, uh, topic discussions, and now and again we'll have a guest on. Um, So that's what the Paranormal Concept, that's on a Tuesday. And then my personal show is The Spirit Dimension on a Sunday where um, I like to... I have a bit of both. I like to have like the spiritual and then the academics and, you know, the, you know, more that kind of thing, a bit of an eclectic mix of guests on a Sunday. Um, but I do like to bring the spiritual in and the life coaching and the, you know, the manifestation and the law of attraction kind of people on, um, as well as, you know, the paranormal side of things. So, um, yeah, so that's the spirit dimension. That's on a Sunday at 9 p.m. How about you, Kaz? Uh, my personal show is the Spectral Zone, which is on a Thursday evening. Um, I like to cover a lot of things. 
<laughs> I'll talk about anything, mate. As long as it's paranormal, it's fine. Um, but I do like to bring up questions now and again and talk about things that maybe aren't so popular. Um, but I think it's important to address all of it. So I like to do that. And the Parasearch radio station itself, how did that come about? And how long have you guys been around? Oh, we've been running for two years now. Um, yeah, which has been awesome. And uh, the reason that sort of came up was because there basically was a big gap in the market um, at the time for a paranormal radio station. And I just was talking to so many people um, out there who have this passion for the paranormal in all its forms, um, not just going out hunting ghosts, but the cryptozoology, the UFO, ufology, the conspiracy, the spiritual, all the whole spectrum that we, you know, is classed under this banner of the paranormal. And then, you know, you, you got talking to these people. And then when this gap in the market came up, and it was actually Paul Rook who started this with a friend of mine called Richard Clements. And they started off just doing a couple of shows a week. And it grew from there, really. And then I stepped in um, a bit later on. And uh, I'd worked with Paul before, and I'm part of his um, events company. And um, it just sort of like grew legs, really. It just sort of like we met Kaz, and then we met some of the other hosts. Some have come and gone. But, you know, and we're really proud, all of us are so proud that every single week, at the moment, we have five shows a week going out, sometimes six if we do a pop-up, eh, Kaz? Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, we're really proud of, of the different shows because every show is very, very different. And um, we get such a great mix of guests on um, every single week. It's, it's such a mixed bag of just topics and guests. Um, and we're, we're all so proud of that, that we're able to bring what we're passionate about with people that are passionate about what they do um, to give them a voice, to give them, you know, an outlet to share their stories, to share their experiences and to help bring the field together from every angle whether that be, you know, um, an academic or a ghost hunting crew or an events company and the trials and tribulations, it's, you know, and the positives in the field and the progression of the field. We, we, that's what I'm really proud of um, in regards to Parasearch. And I think we all feel the same is yeah. how we, we are able to do that. And we, we're not just UK based. We bring guests from all around the world onto the, sh onto the station. Um, and we get to talk to some amazing people, don't we, Kaz? Oh, yeah. We get to speak to people from, um, personally me, I seem to have a thing for people who are in the USA. I seem to have a lot of guests from the USA. <laughs> um, I seem to have a lot of authors as well. <laughs> um, You've had some really good authors on yeah, on the show, yeah. and, and all the shows have been um, that, you know, since I've come to get to know you guys and listen to the broadcast and I listen to a lot of an archive um, because it's earlier in the day in the U.S. here and it's like um, I've been introduced to so many different thought processes if that makes sense yeah and it's kind of enriched and validated many of the things that I have believed all my life um, about different things and you know, the paranormal is such a broad spectrum topic, you mm -hmm. know, yeah. um, 
and that's why I like all the, you know, the, the people you guys have had in and Paul with his tech and, you know, uh, people with their spiritual views and then people with their scientific views. And then like you, um, Kaz had um, Bram Stoker's nephew, great yeah, nephew. Can, and that was, yeah, that was a phenomenal show. And I was uh, very lucky with that. Kenny actually handed me that interview. And I was, and literally up to five minutes before we went live, I literally was saying to Kerry, I feel really sick. I think you should do the interview. <laughs> 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 but it turned out it was absolutely fantastic. And what a lovely man. So Well, I even like um, with Penny's show, Come On Next Month, she does Haunted Histories. And she really gets in and digs and gets some of the histories of all the places here in the U.S. and over there in the U.K. And yeah. it's so funny because you guys in the U.K. want to come to the U.S. because you think there's so many cool things here to see. And we all in the U.S. want to go to the U.K. because there's so many different things over there that um, can't even really touch what some of the stuff that we have here. So it's but kind of a... Why- you know, We've had this conversation, I don't know how many times, Bear, we've had this conversation about the paranormal house swap. It's really simple. All the ones in the US get in touch with us, we'll swap houses with you. We'll go over there, you come over here. It's really simple. Uh, Well, we don't have to, I don't have to swap. You're always welcome over here, you know that. Um, But yeah, that's, you know, I had been away for about a year and a half from radio because I had done it for seven years in a row, seven days a week. I had produced and uh, produced shows here on the Wolf and the Bear Network, and I finally had to take a break. Um, And I'm starting again, obviously, this year. And um, I was guided uh, spiritually to do spiritually paranormal because like yourselves this is like uh an area that some things can be considered paranormal but it's also spiritual Mm. and they blend and there's a crossover um you know and it's a need it's a fit um for people and when we can get different guests like you guys over here for different perspectives it kind of wakes and shakes people up a little bit and they stop and ponder they stop and think so i'm i'm really excited about doing this again and i've been on a couple of your shows over there which have been loads of fun and um, you guys do you have a whole different perspective on things you know um I just got into a discussion with a group today um, because, and, and I'm going to, this is a question and I'm going to pose it to both of you and you can take your turns or whoever wants to answer first. I don't care. Um, one of the things, and especially this time of year that we're coming into with Halloween, mm-hmm. it seems to pop up more so um, is black magic and dark magic. And all these young people, and I won't say kids because I won't insult them although maybe I should say kids but all these young people like in their 20s and early 30s are actually delving into black magic and dark magic now and I know it happens here in the U.S. a lot and Mm -hmm. I'm seeing it all over especially social media which I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing but what's it like over there and what are your guys views on this because oh. I think you know where I stand on it. So The thing is, you tend to find around about the 
Halloween time. Um, all of a sudden, everybody wants to be a ghost hunter. <laughs> Let's address that. They do want to be a ghost hunter. As soon as it comes up to Halloween, oh, we're going to go ghost hunting, um, which I find quite insulting. Yeah, yeah. Because it isn't around just at Halloween. Um, but I find it dangerous that people over here, yes, you do get that over here, but you find that people go into things that they don't understand. Mm-hmm. And they're doing things and taking risks with things that they do not understand. Mm-hmm. And it's like someone's never used a Ouija board before in their life. And all of a sudden they've got six mates round and they're getting drunk and using a Ouija board. Mm-hmm. It's not a clever thing to do, is it? So, yeah, we do get it over here, but it's it's a seasonal thing, people seem to think. Yeah, I mean, my view on that is... I totally agree. Is that any magic, if you want to class it as that word, um, is neutral. It's how you direct it. So it's coming from you and your intention. So if you start dabbling in stuff without the right intention and without the right protections in place, you are opening yourself up into a whole realm that's incredibly dangerous. And you're dealing with forces that you, you are unaware are more powerful than you would give them credence for what starts as a bit of fun ends up being something not because your intention behind it is what drove that to that so oh you know let's do a let's do a ritual on halloween when it is a thinned veil when those forces are closer to the earth you're going to get a more powerful response to that and if you're doing it on a a revenge or an envy or a um, get back at somebody vibration or a jealousy vibration or a lower vibrational energy and you're sending that out you have to be incredibly aware of what you're actually doing. And if you start dabbling in rituals and stuff like that and you don't know what you're doing, you yeah. are so, so trusting in us, basically. Oh, completely. <laughs> Even people that know what they're doing yeah. come come under, you know, have fallen by the wayside at times. Do you know what I mean? Have made mistakes at times. Mm-hmm. And that's people who know what they're doing with stuff like this. Mm-hmm. You know well, what I mean? You have to be so careful. Well, don't you think, like, the entertainment world um, has put so much out there that's false that kids think they can read a book or they watch a movie or watch a TV show and they automatically know what they're doing. And mm-hmm. I actually had, somebody had posted some stuff about black magic and I said, seriously, why would you even ask this or dabble in this or ask this kind of question? Don't you realize, and then like what you said, Carrie, it's like what you put out there, not only are you being judge and jury, which none of us have a right to be, okay, I don't care how scorned you are or how upset you are, and you're you're okay to have those emotions, but to be judge and jury for them is wrong because you're not perfect. None of us are, and mm-hmm. it'll come back mm-hmm. a hundredfold and bite you in the ass, and mm-hmm. That's my big thing is these young people, okay, and then you, okay, then you look at their social media profile and they have <laughs> themselves posted with a picture of Snapchat with a little nose and, you know, I'm like, seriously, you have no clue. So this really, really scares me to some degree. With what there's one thing. I think that I would like to point out, yeah, 
You're right about the TV thing. The TV puts things out there and people think, yeah, like you said, we'll watch TV programmes and we'll read a book and we'll buy some equipment and we'll go and do this, that and the other. What you need to realise is the people who are genuinely doing this, like myself, like Bear, like Kerry, Penny, the people on Parasearch, we've all been doing this since we were a lot younger. Not this dark is, magic. Not, not dark not, magic. Not that magic. No, not that magic, but I mean, yeah. investigating the paranormal, being involved in spiritual practices, we have all been doing that for a long, long, long time. Mm-hmm. It isn't so, we didn't watch a TV program and decide to all become ghost hunters. I mean, no. <laughs> and yeah. also, um, and it's like sorry, a call. it's a calling. You were called to it. And That's I would also it. like to add into that the research that goes into something like that, the learning that's gone into that before you started doing that. You know what I mean? It, it, that is key. But a lot of people will just, like you say, pick up a book and think they know it all, rather than actually researching the entire thing. You know, they'll pick up a, snap, a Snapchat post <laughs> and then think they know how to do it. You know, like you see it on socials all the time, a spell for the full moon. And <laughs> You know what I mean? Oh, I'm going to go out under the full moon and do that spell because that's yeah. going to work. Yeah. You know what I mean? And um, yeah, it will work if you know what you're doing. But yeah, it is. It's so, but it's, it, that's the society we live in. It, it's that clickbait society that we live in. It, people want things at a snap yeah. of a finger and that knowledge at a snap of a finger. And it isn't like that. It, it takes years and years. And um, teachers, and and teachers, teachers. yeah, many teachers, uh-huh. bad and indifferent teachers. This is, you know, that's something I've even said to people where they're like, well, we were looking for a teacher and it's like, well, you know, oh, well, they weren't a good teacher. Well, yes, they were because they taught you what didn't resonate with you and they taught you things that you know for fact that your soul wouldn't align with. Yeah. So, you know, uh, you know, but yeah, you're right. Instant gratification world that we live in. Everything yeah. is the easy button. Everything is the supersize, you know, whatever. Get the supersize meal for $2 more. So, yeah, it's it's a it's a rough it's rough. I I really have to venture to say and I know you both have kids I really feel, and my daughter and my future son-in-law, I feel really sad in many ways for them because it's rough out there. It is, but it's your job then as a parent, um, both myself and Kaz. I mean, we both have stuff around like, you know, tech. We more jobs. Okay, just But No, no, it's part of our job to teach them. I mean, like when I've had Ouija boards um, in the house out, not doing them in the house, but when I'm preparing for an investigation, they'll ask questions. That's where you learn. That's where you teach. You know, I mean, my crystal room is is full of stuff. You can imagine, can't you? You know, the spiritual tools I've got out in my crystal room. They ask questions. I will I will answer them honestly, and that's part of my um, um, that's part of my job. That's part of my role. And if I can teach them half of what I know and give them a grain of passion for something that they then take and move forward. And they know the work that goes into doing the shows, to talking to people, to, you know, they know how many hours I spent talking to people about various concepts and learning myself. It's not just about me teaching them. It's about that learning process for myself. That's being a good role model. That's showing them that nothing comes easy. That's sh- and that's part of a role as a parent. But that's part of a progression of your own soul as well. Yeah. Well, are you guys finding that as your kids get older 
and, and I know my daughter's turning 25 in two days, so she'll be a quarter of a century old. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> anyway, I look at her right now, and she got a uh, – her fairy godmother, which I call my one of my best friends, uh, gave her um, a deck of tarot cards. Mm-hmm. And uh, the – book for dummies for tarot cards so she can read it you know kind of get it but she's a real knowledgeable reader and I was like I wasn't sure how she was going to like that because she's she is a younger version of me she does see spirit she does see things in dream walk she does see visions but she hasn't been really ready to embrace but she's been surrounded by those type of people all her life because that's what I've had in my life um you know I brought good people that could teach her different things for whatever reason and she called me up and she's really excited about the deck and I I, so I see these little pieces of me starting to come out in her are you seeing that in your kids I have two daughters that are working uh, Melody is a paranormal investigator. She's 19. But Alice and Caitlin are both wicked. Um, Warren is sensitive, and Olivia is my little logical thinker. Um, so everything's kind of black and white. But even she ventures into the grey sometimes, as she calls it. She goes, she, The thing I have noticed with all of them, they will ask me questions. I will speak to them about it. Alice can be a bit silly sometimes. Um, but they are very respectful of it. That's the one thing I will say for all five of them. They are very respectful of it. But I've never kind of tried to get my kids to follow the same path as me. If they want to know, we'll talk about it. If they don't want to know, then they have to choose their path. Mm-hmm. That's the way I look at it. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I mean, mine are younger um, than Kazzy's and they're boys. Um, and I've got one that's not really interested at all, but it'll go in and pick up my rattle and you know play with my crystals and and then get bored and and drift off um whereas my other son my oldest he's more got the research side he'll he'll get a concept and then um, come and tell me things that I haven't known necessarily and not so much on regards to like the magical side of things but um on the paranormal side you know, like, oh, did you know this? I mean, he was trying to teach me about, oh, I love that, trying to teach me about um, <laughs> something the other day. He came and did you know this? Um, and it was to do with audio pareidolia. Well, funny enough, we'd done a show not so long ago on audio pareidolia. And um, I was just sitting there blown away by the fact that he hadn't listened to the show um, at all. Because he, he, now and again, if it's a subject that interests him, like Jack the Ripper or something like that, he'll listen. <laughs> you know what I mean? But generally, he's like playing on the Xbox while I'm doing shows. And he, he'd like sort of just come across this and researched it and come to me with that. And I was just sitting there blown away by the fact that he'd actually done that. And I was like just going, yeah, yeah, that's brilliant. That's really, really good. I'm, I'm actually amazed by what he'd researched in that. But I think schools are encouraging them to, to do their own work now a lot more rather than just, just do the waste thing. Yeah. Um, I think schools are, are encouraging them to do that, um, their own research type of things. And he's at that age. So he's not quite yeah. at Kazzy's kids' ages. Whether or not it'll follow through, we'll see. But at the moment, as I say, unless something's laying around that they go, oh, what's that about? Or um, they're doing a topic. I mean, when my little one was doing a World War II project, so I put him in touch with Penny and they spent yeah. about three hours chatting on Skype. I was like, 
Penny, are you okay? She's like, oh, this is brilliant, this is brilliant. And he really got into it. And he got a distinction for that because he actually showed that he had a passion for that. And the way Penny puts things on yeah. her um, on, and the knowledge base that girl's got, God, she's she just brought, knowledge base. <laughs> and she brought it to life for him as well. And I think that's important as well. But as I say, where my kids will go in the future, we'll see. Because so they're, they're not quite at that age yet. They're still finding themselves. But I just love the fact that we are influencing them and I guess I've come to, or she's come to the age where I didn't realize how much influence yeah. we've influenced them. Mm-hmm. And so I see her in choices that she, and I mean, she's still young. Um, she's really old soul, but she's still very young in some aspects. So proud of the choices she does make. And, the, and like you said, they're very thoughtful and very like, they think things through mm. like when we were kids and and I go back to this um I'm probably a little older than you guys but I I look at when we were growing up and even to have abilities back then was like uh-uh you yeah. don't talk mm-hmm. about it you mm-hmm. know and the only books that were out there was like Kubler-Ross with Death and Dying, you know, um, the process of, and that was like, people were like, oh my God, (laughs) what the heck is this? So, and then um, later on, you know, we had uh, Dr. Raymond Moody came out and um, he started doing things. And I remember those books, but they were very few and far between with information that we could go to publicly mm-hmm. and not be scorned. I remember friends of mine walking away because I scared the crap out of them. So mm-hmm. I would just shut up. Whereas now, even though there are still some things and people that don't believe in certain things, I feel that it's a it's a more... There's more for young people to kind of reach to and find um, on their learning journey, I guess, would be. I mean, what yeah. were you guys, what was your guys like when you were growing up? What was it like for you? Well, I started off, I came to my way of working quite late. Um, I was probably my mid to late 20s, but I'd always had an interest. I was always reading like magazines and stuff like that. You know, like um, there was a magazine called Paranormal out there. Um, that doesn't run now, but that I'd have that instead of like the Beano or something like that. You know, that that's the magazine I'd want, and I I'd like the ghost story books and you know fantasy fiction that you know was a, had magic in it and stuff like that. So that was sort of like my grounding through that, and it was only sort of like my mid twenties um, that somebody bought me a tarot deck. And that's really when I and I'd always have feelings and stuff, but I never really sort of worked it. Uh, but when I got the tarot deck, it just felt right. It just felt right. And um, that that's sort of where my sort of journey hit. But I'd always had that interest. I'd always had that interest. And it was all, God, she's really one of her weird books or one of her weird magazines again. You know what I mean? <laughs> but like, you know, but like you, it wasn't an acceptable thing back then. You know what I mean? It wasn't in mainstream like it is now. We didn't have the internet back then. Yeah, I walked away from it. I walked, I had it very young. And I think you're better equipped for it probably in your 30s, late 20s, early Mm -hmm. 30s, 
mm-hmm. because I, and even in my thirties, I, I walked away from it five or six times. So, mm-hmm. cause it made other people uncomfortable. So it made me uncomfortable. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. What about you, Jess? Um, well, my parents are Roman Catholic. Yeah, that's what I grew up under, Sue. So. <laughs> uh, I was kind of brought up Roman Catholic, but I had epic fights. I had epic fights with my father about this um, because I was always of the mindset. It was really simple to me. We live in this world, and then there's a the spirit world, and the two of them are parallel. And sometimes they come in ours, and sometimes we go in theirs, and that's what happens. So to me as a child, that was really easy. He wasn't the king in that But then you, did you just know that? Did you just know that? I yeah. mean, was that just a knowing for you? Because it was yeah. a knowing for me. Yes, it was just a knowing. I just knew it. I've never questioned it. Um, but as I got a bit older um, and I got into my teenage years, I started buying, I believe, the last time I was actually home. We were looking through my mum's things in the house and we found my first EVP recorder which was old-fashioned dictaphone with little cassettes. And, uh-huh. and she's got all of that. She won't let me have it back, but she's got all of that. Um, <laughs> and we found that, and I was like, oh, my God, I must have been 14 or 15 when I bought that. So it's kind of been a natural progression. It's just went on and on and on since my childhood. So it's, I've never really questioned it. See, my parents, um, I, I was adopted at, <laughs> at seven months old, so I was raised in a Roman Catholic uh, family, but my mom and dad were 40 when they adopted me, which is kind of old for a seven month old, or at least was not so much anymore, but it was. And my mom always backed me no matter what. And my dad basically backed me, but he had reservations. He never would get upset about it. But then when my grandmother died, when I was 14 and he walked into my bedroom And he saw her talking to me, sitting on the end of the bed, and she left. Like, when he came in, she turned and looked at him, and she looked at me, and she said, I'll come another time. And she left. He just stood there, and he was like, the room was freezing cold. And he looked at me, and he just was like this, you could see the color just drained out of his face. And I knew he saw her. I knew he saw her. He didn't tell me till years, years later. And he walked in, he said, wow, it's kind of cold in here. Do you need another blanket? And I said, but dad, he said, yeah, I think you need another blanket. And he covered me up (laughs) out of the room. But later on in life, he told me um, some of the same spirits he had seen in our home that I had seen. And then my niece, also saw them when she was living with us because my sister had passed away when I was 18 and she was 36. So my niece lived in my parents' home as well. So she also validated. So it was kind of like a round robin type thing. And my dad was like, wow, I saw them too. So it was interesting growing up uh, back in those days for sure. But nobody told anybody. We would Mm. never discuss it outside of that safe circle, I guess. No, my dad took the totally opposite stance and just told me that it wasn't real and there was no such thing as ghosts and there was no such thing as spirits and not to entertain it, basically. But the weird thing is my dad's, my dad's mother um, used to read tea leaves. Oh, so oh. I, 
I knew he knew. My father was one of the most international people I've ever known in my life. He always knew stuff before it happened. To the point when I fell pregnant with my second child, I was actually at work. I'd only found out myself that morning. And I phoned up at the break to speak to my daughter. They said, so when is the baby due? And I went, what baby? And I went, when is the baby due? And I went, oh, April. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that wild? Well, that leads me to another question for both of you. What is your opinion of it runs in families? Yeah. I have to say for me, no, in my family. There's been no um, hint, shall we say, um, from generations past or ones that I know today that I think I'm the only one that embraces um, this. I mean, they, but they always come to me if they need like advice or a crystal or. <laughs> but but are they in denial of it and not wanting to embrace it or no, no at all? I don't think so. I don't think that. I mean. Um, I just think that they've not, I mean, they talk about things like, oh, you know, my parents now will talk about things that they've experienced um, more than they ever would have when I was growing up. But only because they know I'm not going to, I suppose, go laugh at them or or call them stupid. You know, I mean, uh, mum the other night was talking to me. I mean, she's got Parkinson's and um, she's obviously got the, the shakes quite badly and she was up in the middle of the night and uh, she she just she said oh I had an experience I said oh okay and she goes I was having a really bad night and I was sitting on the sofa and I was just like mum because obviously her mum's passed please just give me some respite she goes and it was just like um, water washed over me and my tremors eased and I settled down and I, let, I sat there for like five minutes she said just no shakes or tremors she goes and then gradually they came back again. She goes, but for that five minutes, and it really felt that something had affected that, um, which for me, and she goes, and she put that down as a personal experience. And that's the first time she's told me about any personal experience that she's ever encountered. And that was a massive step for me, you know, that she's gone, she goes, oh, I'll tell you a story. Do you know what I mean? And it, for her, that must have been such a comfort moment for her, you know, that... Um, she had that. But before, no, I wouldn't say in all, and I've got quite a large extended family. No, I've had more of that from my friends than I have from um, my family as, uh, per se. But I, I think your tribe calls to you as well. For some reason, I was born to a non, non, non <laughs> em- abrasive family. You know, they, they don't embrace it. They're very logical. They're very like living in this world and, and don't look at it externally really. But um, for some reason, I chose that. (laughs) I I was going to say, maybe it shows you. Maybe that's why you're in this family, to show them that there are other possibilities out there. That's a possibility, isn't it? um, Or maybe it was to teach me that it's okay to be who I am, no matter what the circumstance. True, true, absolute true. Okay, well, let's take a little break. So I'll give you guys a little break. And we'll be back um, because we're already at the half hour mark, a little past it. And uh, we'll be back here in a few seconds. Uh, (coughs) Actually, paranormal. Okay, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry about that. 
those fingers in my hair That sly come hither stare That strips my conscience bare It's witchcraft And I've got no defense for it The heat is too intense for it What good would common sense for it do? Cause it's witchcraft Wicked witchcraft And although I know it's strictly taboo You're leading me to It's such an ancient pitch But one I wouldn't switch Cause there's no nicer witch than you Protection. It's important to me that I'm protected. 
but crystals and 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 talismans, I mean, they've been around for yeah the dawn of time. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always carried various stones, crystals, protections. I use white sage. I use tobacco. I use all mm-hmm. kinds of things as well. So, um, you know, so that's more of a spiritually spiritual based. Mm-hmm. What about you, Carrie? Um, when I'm in the field investigating, I'm purely spiritual. That that's how I work in the field. Um, I don't really get involved. I know how to use the tech, obviously. I'm not a complete idiot, um, even though I pretend to be at times. <laughs> but I don't get um, I don't get involved in that side of it. Um, depending on the it depends on the investigation, quite frankly, because if I'm going out and I'm part of an investigative team. I will work how I work, which is spiritually. If I'm on an, an event, then I'm there as a guide and a teacher for investigating, and that includes tech, obviously. Um, and if I'm there doing a scientific kind of investigation, then generally I don't um, use. Um, I don't. It depends on the investigation. That, that's where I'm going to go with that. It does yeah. depend on the investigation, but I do the same as CARES. I open, I close, I protect. Um, you know, but generally, if, if, I'm, if I'm part of an investigative team, then I am purely working in a spiritual fashion, like a little team, you know, where we go out just as a little team. Do you guys think that scientific and spiritual done without each other and it's okay Carrie Doc, sorry sorry my son just it. came home I, I get it that's okay the doc's excited I'm going to I will just mute my mic just for a moment you carry on I'll listen <laughs> okay so do you think that like the spiritual and the scientific can go hand in hand without each other or go without each other or do you think they're stronger when they're linked together doing research or what have you i think this is the thing i i have a thing about i won't research a location before i go um because i don't want things in my head before i go um but i do feel that i will trust my spiritual instincts more than the tech Mm -hmm. they do kind of work hand in hand you need the tech for data collection, you need the tech to yeah. back up what you are saying. Uh-huh. But when it comes to it, I will always trust my spiritual side more than the tech side. Because yeah. if I've been feel feel that I have to go to that room or I need to be in that corner of that room, then I'm going to go and do that. I'm not going to question it. I'll just go and do that. If I feel I'm drawn to it, I'll go to it. Um, and that's basically how I think about it, really. No, I'm with you. I think it goes hand in hand because basically what we're doing is out there in the field looking for a spirit, looking for <laughs> ghosts, which is pure spiritual. Yeah. Yeah? So how can you then say that they, you can't interlink them? Because they, that's the whole point. You're going out there trying to prove life after life. And we can only prove it through the means we have today, which is through the psychology and through the you know, the academic side and through... Um, the tech side and looking at the patterns that are built up throughout the knowledge of what we've got now we might not find the answers in that but it how else are we going to prove life after life how else are we going to back up our spirituality and and our connection to the other side if we don't try 
if we don't have that tech and we yeah. don't work within the boundaries of what we've got today. So I think they go hand in hand. And I think when we all come together, when you've got a team that has got a really good balance with a historian who's done the research but doesn't work in a spiritual way, you've got somebody who's working in a spiritual way, you've got somebody who knows their tech inside out, you've got the the person with the notebook and pen recording everything down <laughs> as it should be, and you've, you've, you know, you've got all of those concepts together in one thing that makes for a fascinating look at an investigation whether or not you've got activity or not on the night or whether or not you encountered something or whatever whether or not any of you had a personal experience that body of knowledge together pushes you forward each time it gives you more information it gives you more data to work with it gives you more experiences and if you don't work as a team with all those people, then if you just could go out on a night with no tech and just have a personal experience, but you've got nothing to back it up with, so that's that, there's no evidence there. That's just a personal experience. Mm-hmm. A person with a piece of tech with no spirituality can go out and record abnormalities on their tech, but they've got no way of knowing what those abnormalities were. You could go out having no knowledge of the place, but then what you've got, how can you back that up with what you may have received? if you've not got the history there. So I think every part plays it, every person or every knowledge base plays a part in investigating or in this world that we live in. I laugh. I had someone ask me a couple of weeks ago, is your house haunted? And I just kind of laughed and I'm like, well, I can tell you that every house I've ever been into, I've had spirit follow me. Whether mm. the house itself is haunted you know, not so much as spirit follows me and knocks on my door, so to speak, you know, because of what I do and who I am. Like I, like you guys, you know, with the spirituality thing of things, uh, side of things. But I also look at, um, and I laugh, and, and because the scientific minds don't want to believe anything but scientific proof. And yet I feel that in 2018... There has been so much research, so much scientific collected evidence, whether it's EVPs, whether it's like film, whether it's voices that have been caught, you know, uh, on tape or on a, like a recording, or if you go into like a bomb shelter over in the UK somewhere, I watched something uh, like last year, I remember watching it. And, and there was, you know, whether it was residual or it was intelligence and there was both in there. It's like, how can you not, how can you not believe there's something more than us? Mm. How can you believe that? I, I, and that, and and even if I didn't do, or not do what I do, but even if I didn't have the abilities that I have, mm-hmm. which some people have said is not me in particular, but people that have our abilities that it's only our brain's way of like Mm. holy crow what a bunch of fun that was right uh we are going to and i'm just adding uh carrie and kaz back because for whatever reason yeah are you both back 
I am. Okay, let's see if I can get Carrie back. Well, there you go. Apparently, uh, Spirit was not happy with me <laughs> talking. Okay, I just added Carrie. Hi, Carrie. We're back. Hi, uh. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah, that was pretty funny, actually. Um, apparently, I must have really pissed off Spirit because I was bad-mouthing. I didn't think I was bad-mouthing. Well, maybe I was. <laughs> Scientific. I was just talking world. about science. Well, you know, talking <laughs> about science, and they wanted to be all about them. So, <laughs> so it, it's heck. See, now even the dog can hear it. Even the dog can hear it. See, there's stuff going on, absolutely. <laughs> Holy crow. So, okay. So, now I have another question for you. To, okay. uh, uh, and the question I have for you guys this time around is, what do you feel about when like say you guys are doing an investigation over there and you're live streaming it or if somebody is watching something and they're connecting into from wherever like I'm here in the US and you guys are in the UK um and I literally can well no I won't say what I can do or what I feel I can do do you guys you think that, that people can tune I know do you think that it's possible to tune into other dimensions Yes. 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 Do you yes. think that we have parallel parallel connections? To <laughs> oh yes. We're in like we can see ourselves in another. I mean, it's like a it's not us, but it is us type of a thing. Or do you think it's just? I mean, what is your description of a parallel universe? There you go. Mine is. The people who have passed on are in spirit. They're in the spirit realm, which is parallel to our human realm. Okay. Um, that's the way I've always seen it. So I've, ne- I've never questioned that. And I think they have the ability to come into ours. They've, my personal speciality, if you like, has been dream visits for the past 25 years. I'm so used to dream visits that it doesn't faze me at all. They can come into my world and they can do whatever in my world. And I think it's perfectly possible for us to go into their world, but how is the thing? Some people, it's astral projection. Some people, it's in a dream state. Some people, it's out-of-body experiences. Some people, it just depends. It's a very difficult one to answer, I think, on that one. Um, multi-dimensionals, um, I kind of see there being more than one. Mm-hmm. But I, again, I'm with you, Casey. It's a very difficult one to pin down exactly what you think of that because it's, yeah, it's a difficult one to answer. If I know Mark, hours, then why surely... can't we go to that? Yeah, but surely that's where the link is, you yeah. know. I mean, like you say, you, there are people that have um, dream visitations. Mm-hmm. That's a meeting in a different realm again mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know that that's a completely different yep. the dream realm you know yep. we you mentioned dream walking um uh bear you know that's a concept that a lot of people haven't heard of before they've mm-hmm. heard the dream visitations but not dream walking yeah. um but that's a known shamanic thing isn't it 
astral projection is as well. Like exactly. um, meditation. When we go into yep. a meditative state, aren't we going into a different realm? You're bridging that gap, aren't you? Yeah. And is that a completely different realm, or is that just a form of the spirit realm that you're visualizing to make that connection easier? Who knows? Who knows? But um, no, I would say there are different dimensions depending on how you're connecting through. <laughs> well, I'll it's, share. It is a difficult I'll, concept. I'll yeah. share with you um, a crazy moment of mine, and you can call me crazy or whatever. But this was a <laughs> back about four years ago. And I was walking across the front, and I'm, I may have an occasional beer with a steak, but I don't finish the beer. It's like I just drink it like I would drink water or tea or anything else. Mm-hmm. I don't drink alcohol for the most part. Um, I don't do drugs. I do take Motrin, um, and I take uh, gabapentin for my nerve damage. But other than that, I don't take anything. So I was walking in the front of a store, uh, a Walmart, actually, a big Walmart store, across the front of the store where the registers are, but, like, not getting in the line. I was walking to the opposite side of the store because it's a super Walmart. And as I got down to one end and I looked up, it was kind of like, and I told somebody this the other day, it was like, you know how when you see blacktop or you're on a road and you're driving and the heat kind of goes up on it and it kind of mirrors mm-hmm. the road, okay? Mm-hmm. Well, that's how it appeared, but it was clear. And I could see myself in the other side looking back at me, but in different clothes. And I was as freaked out there as I was freaked out here if that makes sense. And I stood Mm -hmm. there and I kind of looked at it and I was like, what the heck is this? Is it a bit of time slip? That's exactly what I was just thinking. (laughs) I don't know what it was, but I know that I went to the other end and I stood there and I was probably eight feet away from myself looking back at myself and it was like mirrored. So it was kind of back like we were different like my left was their right and vice versa so it was like looking in a mirror and I passed out oh dropped like a dropped like a ton of bricks woke up 10 minutes later everybody was around me I was fine there was nothing wrong you know um I went over and had a doctor check nothing wrong nothing but that was one of the freakiest moments I've ever had as far as thinking about other dimensions, if that makes sense. It sounds like a time slip. Do you say you were wearing different clothes? Were they, yes. a, set, were they a certain period? They were the oh. same time. I was in jeans and a, you know, one, I had a t-shirt on one side and a flannel shirt on another side. Oh, different times as far as seasons, yes. Not years. That's a, it does sound like a time slip. Could it have been a, a premonition? But I was looking at myself. So explain the time slip theory. The time slip. Um, um, oh, uh, most famous one I know is in a street in Liverpool called Bold Street. Um, and people have been known to walk down this street 
and the street completely changes, the storefronts change, the people change it into Victorian dress, um, and it's like cobbled streets and carts and horses, and that's a time flip. It's kind of, you slip back into a different... A vortex? Time. Yeah, almost like slipping back into a different time zone. A vortex suggests that you go through something or thing, but most people who have experienced a time slip just say, just fit, say that it feels like it's a, um, like a numb, almost like a dim version of the world that you know they're, they're used to. So if you think about the two ladies at Versailles, when they're talking about that, they were just wandering through the gardens of Versailles, and then they they came across people in um, the time period of uh, Marie Antoinette, and they said that to start with, they thought it was um, a costume thing going on at Versailles. And then as they walked further, they realised that the light was slightly dim. It wasn't as bright a day as it has been, that the sound sounded muted. And they were wandering around, and then all of a sudden, they stepped out of it. So it's almost like they went through like a bubble, like a time bubble. Yeah. And they can't explain that. And that's what a time slip feels like. What you're, what you're experiencing is almost like a very close time bubble. So it affected you physically now because it, it's something that's quite relevant in your timeline now, mm-hmm. which is why it had that physical effect on you, more so than it would have been if it had been you going back into a historic kind of time slip. That's what it sounds like to me. kind of makes me wonder if it's like, if this is happening in other places, if it's like we're supposed to remember or see things that we need to have more attention to? Yeah, I think so. I think if you're meant to pay attention to it, they'll find ways of making sure to pay attention to it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, You're yeah. dropping me like a ton of bricks on a Walmart floor. Thanks for that, guys. <laughs> it's, a little bit, it's a bit like when we talk about signs, though, isn't it? <clears throat> you know, when we talk about signs, we've talked about this before on one of our shows. Um, if you're meant to get that sign, there'll be no way you wouldn't get it. You know what I mean? If you're meant to get that sign, they will kind of slap you in the face with it. Yeah. And you, there'll be no way you can go, that, that wasn't my sign. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like what happened to me? I'd asked for a hummingbird, <laughs> and it had, been about, it had been about four weeks, and I hadn't spoken to many people. I'd spoken to Kat about it, and I'd spoken to my son about it, and probably one other person about it um, that I'd put out asking this sign from the universe. And um, in the middle it, of a show with you, I'd given up on this hummingbird because in the UK obviously hummingbirds are not very common I mean we don't have them in the UK um, but I kind of was expecting like you know a picture or something like that but in the middle of a show what comes up a freaking hummingbird you could have literally knocked me twice could have knocked me down with a feather on that one I was literally like mouth open because if you're going to get that sign you ask for that sign that will hit you between the eyes. So if something's going to come to you from a, in a spiritual manner that you're supposed to pay attention to, whether that be a time slip, a precog, you know, all these other terms that we talk about, you are going to pay attention to it. You are going to know that that is, is what it is. There, there's no getting away from it. No matter how you try to rationalize or think of psychology and all those things, it, that you're going to be sitting there going, what? You know what I mean? Because it, that is how they work. Yeah. Yeah. It's also like how we need to 
remember when we want to manifest things, you know, people don't want to take responsibility often for their choices and often set the blame at everybody else's feet. And really a lot of our lives are based on choices that we make. So this is one thing that I always tell people, like you're asking for the hummingbird, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like you need to put out there what it is you truly need in positives, whether it's I need help with bills, I need help finding a new job. I'll do the work, but I need to draw this positive to me, this Mm -hmm. answer to me. Mm -hmm. And people don't realize that, they have to do the work, whether it's putting out the positive, like you were, like, I want to see this and I need help with this. And this would be a good uh, thing for me to recognize if it came back, you know, but it's a positive. It wasn't a negative. Um, And this is what people have to learn to do more of in their lives to manifest better balance and a healthier way of life and, you know, just a more positive aspect because truly the world we live in is really screwed up right now on I many the, levels. Just a bit. I think the problem with this is when we talk about like manifesting the law of attraction, terms come in like you have to raise your vibration, you have to um, know what you want. And if you actually sat down and said to somebody, right, what is it you want? And you go, oh, I can't want more money. Right, okay, you want more money. How do you want that more money to manifest for you? Because you can have someone die and leave you an inheritance. No. Is that how you want to manifest money? No. No. That's no. not what you want, is it? So how do you want to manifest that? You know your goal. You know what you want to achieve. But what, what is it you want? Do you want more a job that serves your purpose more that's going to bring that manifestation in? Do you want, um, I don't know, to find sell something that brings you more money than you thought. I mean, let's put a doll up and market is haunted and you get loads of money for that. <laughs> <laughs> Do you see what I mean? Not you, for me. <laughs> when you talk to people about manifesting, you're talking about raising your vibration into those levels. It's about knowing what you want and putting that vibration out there in the way you want it to manifest for you whether that be a new job, whether that be what you expect in a partner that's coming into your life, if you're always attracting deadbeats. Do you know what I mean? You have to raise your vibration to that. And if you don't, then you, the, the, the universe is going to give you what you're vibrationally putting out there. So if you're, if you're sitting there going, oh, I really want a man that does this, that, and the next for me and all this, but ultimately I don't actually think I'm worthy of that, how is the universe going? It, it's getting a mixed signal straight away. Yeah. Yeah, it's going, well, she doesn't it, it think she's worthy of that, so we'll send her another deadbeat that's got some of those qualities that's masked over a load of crap. <laughs> I you know, tell people specifically, specifically, you have to be careful what you ask for and how you ask for it. Because if you, yeah, because if you are not specific enough and you leave something out, I guarantee it might not be something you're happy with that got left out. And then by then it's like, well, let's start over again. Which is And now. this is where power of words come in, isn't it? Because we yeah. say put it out in a positive way. So you can't sit there and go, well, I don't want him to do this, and, I don't, and I'm using the relationship thing because it's the easiest thing for people to get their head around. I don't want him to like sports, and I don't want him to be short, and I don't want him to have... 
gray hair and I don't <laughs> okay, want let's to... be really so, picky. Let's be yeah, up. let's be really picky. But, you know, when when you put it out, you have to put it in a positive way. So rather than focusing on the negative aspects of what you don't want in a person, you have to think about the positive things you do want in a person. I would like him to be very caring and compassionate. I would like him, him to embrace spirituality. I would like him to, you know, whatever it be, but think about it in a more positive way of how that's going to manifest for you that's going to resonate with you better rather than the negative ego thinking thing. Okay, now you brought it up. You, brought <laughs> it up. you had to go and bring it up. Haunted object. Ah, I love haunted <laughs> Haunted dolls, you know you want 20 of them. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, I want to surround my house with them. All antique haunted dolls. <laughs> That's just a thing. Most of them aren't even antique. Most of them are just dolls somebody's been in, the, I don't know, a toy shop and bought and kept for two years and went, oh, it's haunted. Uh, I'm sorry, but no, I don't buy in the haunted doll thing. Not even the old, 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 old ones? No. Okay. Uh, Carrie? I think objects in general can hold energy. But whether that's energy that is um, a imprint from the person that's owned it, mm-hmm. rather than a spiritual attachment, I think psychology plays a huge part of this phenomena too. Personally, for me, if it was a haunted doll and someone says, here's a haunted doll, Kaz, we want you to have this, I would drop kick it straight out the door. <laughs> I think I would only believe it was haunted if it turned into Chucky in the middle of the yeah. night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no, you know, not quite as bad yeah, as that, no. but you know what I mean. I if it don't, yeah. Yeah, I might be like, that's interesting. <laughs> I yeah, I don't like... Victorian age dolls that were from that period or farther back. Um, I believe they're soul catchers. I haven't seen one yet that old that doesn't, and they're not creepy looking, but it's the vibe and what I hear from them and what I sense from them. So I, and little kids, I've had little kids that have come in contact with them that are, and again, they're not creepy looking, but it's like they won't go in the room with them because they hear. And I, I, and I actually, two of the kids I asked, why, why don't you? Because it talks to me. And I'm like, what does it say? It's not nice. So, and, and yeah, to some extent you can put that off to psychology, but see my beliefs in the way I was brought up. <clears throat> the elders I've had is they can be soul catchers. So I don't want anything to do with them. So, but haunted objects in general, you know, like you said, Carrie, I feel that there's residual energy with them and I can see where they bring residual energy into things. Cause like I won't go into um, historical museums. I hate going into them. I just can't stand it. The energy is old sometimes it's spirit that comes in sometimes it's the residual energy that comes in but it's very overwhelming it's like somebody put a bag over my head and was trying to choke me with it it's like jewelry i have a weird thing about jewelry the only 
old piece of jewellery I actually own belonged to my father, which is his crucifix and his St. Christopher on a gold chain. And he used to wear that every day. And I have that. I will wear that, but I wouldn't wear someone else's jewellery. Like, if I was going to Kerry's for the night and we were going a night out and I forgot my favourite pair of earrings and she said, wear these, I'd be like, no, thank you. <laughs> no, I'm with you on that. I wouldn't borrow jewellery. I'll wear like that. I won't wear other people's jewellery. Okay. No. Well, that answers that. Well, I want to thank both of you. we got to do this again in a couple months. we got to do this again because we always have a, a great time when we chat. And uh, I just want to thank you both from uh, for coming here today and spending your time with me this afternoon or this evening, as it may be over by you. And uh, thank you so much for you, being Sue. part thank of Spiritually Paranormal. Yeah, thank and you for inviting Tell them where they can find you guys on Parasearch Radio. Parasearch Radio, you can find us over on YouTube. Um, don't forget to click like, share, and subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> I love doing that bit. We are on Facebook, Parasearch Radio. We have a like page and a group page. You can find us over on Twitter. You can find us over on LinkedIn as well. Um, you can find us on SoundCloud. You can find us on Podbean. Um, have I missed anywhere? Okay, I just don't Spreaker. think I have. Instagram? Oh, Spreaker. Yeah, that's where we go live. It's through the Spreaker app, obviously. So when we do live shows, that's where we go um, live on Spreaker. And we have a live chat room, so you can come and join us in the chat room. Um, but if you want to listen on Catch Up, then YouTube's probably the best place to go. Yeah. All right. Well, you guys want to catch them live if you can, because it's always great fun. And like uh, Carrie said, it's free uh, to join in with the chat over on Spreaker. And uh, you can ask the guests questions. And uh, if they're behaving, if the ladies are behaving and watching the stuff, they'll, they'll make sure they ask your question. And I say that uh, jokingly because they're always, <laughs> always polite with everybody. And they have great guests over there. So yeah. all of you, make sure like, you tune in. What, like heels around their head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, my well, mine's a little crooked, so it's tarnished <laughs> and crooked. So there you go. All right, everyone. That's all till next time here on Spiritually Paranormal. Thank you for listening in today on Spiritually Paranormal as brought to you by the Wolf and the Bear Network. Many blessings of the day to you all. Music has been brought to you by Chris Faree and is available over at chrisfaree.com and iTunes.